Kiora, Tenakota Katoa. Welcome to Airman's Podcast, episode 395. Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Aha, fooled you went back to Thursday. <laughs> the truth is that I tried several times to record yesterday. I could not make it work for a whole bunch of reasons, and so I stopped, gave up, thought I'd just do it today instead. This episode is called Sunshine with an exclamation point because this is the fourth day in a row with sunshine. I can't handle it. I'm just, I'm beside myself. This is such an unexpected and unusual occurrence. <laughs> I was going to mow the lawns earlier this week on Monday, actually was my plan, but I just, I was so exhausted, sleepy even, that I just thought, nah, I'm going to skip it, knowing that there was another sunny day coming the next day. So I did that on Tuesday. And I mowed the front and back lawn with no problems. Took about two-thirds of a battery, so didn't even have to stop to recharge. And I'm not entirely sure why this one went so much easier than the last time, or I think the time before it. But I think it, part of it could be is is that it's been quite cold lately, much colder than, than it had been. And so the grass is growing more slowly. So that's probably a good chunk of it. But I'm also keeping the battery for the lawnmower in the house at room temperature. And room temperature is the ideal thing to keep these batteries so that they don't lose charge and also so they don't overheat, both of which can happen in if I keep them in the garage, which I always did. So I don't know if it makes any difference or if it's just coincidence or, or what the story is, but I'm going to take it. However, <laughs> I have a new affliction. It started, I think it might have been over the weekend or yeah, probably over the weekend that I was aware of it. And I seem to have an inflammation along my sciatic nerve, which runs from the base of your spine down your leg to your ankle foot area. And it's basically, uh, there's one on either side, and basically they control the, the motion of your legs and and provide sensation and all that sort of stuff. And it's not uncommon for there to be problems with the sciatic nerve. The condition is often called sciatica when there is a problem. And it's, I think, personally, I think it's part of the price we pay for being upright as opposed to walking around on all fours. But I digress. It, it can be caused by relatively serious um, conditions, like, for instance, herniated discs in your spine or tumors. However, those usually have very specific symptoms, which include, among other things, problems in pain in your back itself or or discomfort anyway in your back, in the back itself, or um, it can cause numbness and tingling down the legs and in the feet or in the ankles. And I have none of that. My problem is somewhere in in my gluteal muscles. And I don't know where specifically, although there is a condition that affects these small, I think it's called the small gluteal muscle, which isn't the big one, which is the gluteus maximus, which is what shapes the batak. And I pronounce it like that because of Forrest Gump, even though I, to this day, I've never seen that movie, even though I know Big Fatty is in it. Anyway, I, the problem did uh, develop over the weekend, and I think it was Sunday, I was doing something in the kitchen, and I got these really bad, intense pains, enough to make me gasp. They're brief, very, very brief, but still, it was really, eesh. So Monday, I don't remember if I had any problems. If I did, they were minor. But Tuesday, I was aware that I was having soreness. And I thought, well, maybe I just need to walk it off, as one does. <laughs> because I've been, I, I am aware that I've been sitting too much, far too much lately. 
And I thought, well, this is this could very well be the payback for doing that, for not moving enough. And I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I went out and I mowed the lawns, and it got worse as I went, particularly in the back. And the back lawn, I think I've mentioned this before, is really quite uneven. When I mow, the, the lawnmower bounces along because it's so uneven. So at the end of it, I was really sore. So sore, in fact, that I went and got the crutches that Nigel got me for gout attacks more than 15 years ago. I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been more than 15 years. But I haven't needed them much over the past several years, past many years, because I don't get gout attacks like I used to ever since I went on Allopur and all. But I was just so sore, I thought I have to do something, and I did. And I took paracetamol because it's the only pain reliever I can take. I can't take NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, like ibuprofen, for instance, because um, they conflict with some of the prescriptions I'm on. So I can only take paracetamol. Well, I can take paracetamol um, combined with codeine as well, although that doesn't really seem to help me very much for some reason. But at any rate, so I did that, and at first it didn't seem to do much to help, and then the second dose it got better. And since then, when I take it, it reduces the the pain. Yesterday, I didn't do very much as a result of my um, Wednesday, uh, my sorry, my Tuesday um, mowing adventure. But I, it was all right. I was sore more often than painful. I didn't use the crutches again. I only use those on Tuesday afternoon and evening, afternoon really. And today has been a bit better again. So apparently resting a bit has helped, but I don't, um, the, the best advice is to get some movement in, not to, to put too much stress or strain. So I won't be doing any bed lifting lately, <laughs> anytime soon, but, um, yeah, so I don't know, but it comes at a bad time because I wanted to go to the home center yesterday to, uh, how do I know how I want to put this to get the bits and pieces I need to fix a problem to redo a project. And what happened is that late last year, I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast. I know I did on my blog. In December, I got a cover for my patio table and chairs. And I did that because the patio itself is uncovered. And so the the table and chairs were exposed to all of the elements, sun, wind, rain, the whole lot, occasional frosts. (laughs) And that was the only thing I could think of to do to protect them until I can figure out some sort of um, permanent, well, permanent in quote marks, um, cover over the patio, which is out of the question right now because the sort of thing I want is just way too expensive right now. So, and I, I could, I thought about putting them in the garage, but then anytime I wanted to use them, I'd have to drag them out and the table is, is too heavy to move by myself, really. I could probably manage it with a hand truck, but still, I know that if I had to bring them out to use them, I would never use it. And as it happens, I don't use the patio anyway, so does that really matter? I don't know, but I wanted the flexibility, so I got this cover, and it worked well until the uh, day before yesterday, Tuesday, I was out there it was when I was doing the mowing, and I looked at the table for some reason, and I noticed that in spots, in, in certain spots, the there were holes in the cover that corresponded to where the the top of the chairs were. The chair frames, and the table legs for that matter, are all aluminum, heavy gauge. And even though there's plastic caps on the top of the the backs of the chairs, it was still just sharp enough that in a few spots, it was able to 
to eventually wear through the cover. And this is after nine months. So it gives you some idea how much that thing has been moving around in, in the various winds that we've had since then, since I put it out there. So I need to replace it. Now, I'm not, really, I'm not terribly upset about this for two reasons. One, because it's not that expensive, so I don't feel like I'm out a lot of money. But the other reason is because that way I, this way I can do it right. So first of all, I have a, my idea for fixing the problem so it doesn't recur is I'm going to buy pool noodles and cut them and put them on the backs of all the chairs to provide a cushion so that the, um, the cover for the table and chairs isn't sitting directly on the backs of the chairs anymore. And that should take care of it. But the other thing I want to do is I want to get maybe some carbiners or something so that I, the lines that I use to tie the, the cover down, I can have sort of this quick release mechanism. So if I do want to use the table, it's easy for me to get, it, get the cover out of the way. That's the plan anyway. And I wanted to do that yesterday, but I just didn't feel up to it. I, uh, I felt bad. I felt yucky anyway, but I especially was sore and a bit painfully sore. Today, not I'm not so bad, but only it was only after I took the, the paracetamol that I felt better. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the clock, which is why I'm hesitating. I'm thinking I might go a little bit later today because um, it's... As I'm recording, it's coming up on 4 o'clock, so there's still some after-school traffic, especially at the supermarket, which I would like to stop at as well to pick up some more paracetamol because I'm in my la on my last box. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that or not, but that's, that's the plan. I guess you're going to have to come back next week to see if I was able to do it or not. <laughs> Although if I do it, I'll also blog about it first. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to, really, since I last recorded. I was glad that I got the, the lawns mowed, no doubt about it. And I, of course, charged the battery on solar power. But, yeah, I don't know. It, um, it, it, it came at a cost. And the thing is that if this is actual, like, sciatica, as they call it, it means that it will probably go away on its own in somewhere between four and eight weeks, they usually say four to six, without any intervention. And there's really nothing they can do apart from drugs. And if it's not caused by herniated disc or tumors, they don't really know what the cause is. Just sometimes it gets inflamed, which is why I think it's got to do with us being upright, us human beings being upright. But if it goes away, then it usually comes back eventually. So I'm like, oh, great. So I suppose the long-term solution is to get fitter and healthier and all that sort of stuff which is something I should be doing anyway. But it the thing about this is it, it, it brings up my deepest and darkest fear, and that is getting old and infirm um, alone. And because for 24 years, I didn't have, I never occurred to me that I would be getting old alone. And... It, it still is my biggest fear, my biggest, um, whatever you would call it, uh, <laughs> worry. Uh, it's, it's not quite the right word either. But yeah, so I, the only thing I can think of to do is once the, the pain is over and I'm able to walk more, to do that sort of thing, to try to get fitter and healthier and all that sort of stuff so that hopefully, maybe I can keep the pain at bay, but also I can be more healthy and mobile as I get older, because I am worried about what's going to happen as I get into my 70s and beyond, assuming, that, of course, that I make it, because I don't want to be, there's nobody I can depend on to help me. 
Um, because I mean, and I, and I don't mean that like a, a mean thing. It's just, it's just fact because the people that I would ask to help me all have their own lives. They've got their own children and all sorts of other things. And that's as it should be. Absolutely. But it does mean that I don't have anybody I can call on necessarily, or let me rephrase that 10, 15 years from now, I probably won't have anybody I can call on to help me do things. And that concerns me, um, which is to put it mildly. And none of this occurred to me when Nigel was alive because we were together. And it, I mean, I, in, in, in retrospect, perhaps I should have thought about it. Perhaps I should have considered long-term plans and long-term realities and so on, but I didn't. And now I am. And it's something I can't forget, particularly because Nigel's birthday is on Sunday. He would have been 59, which pisses me off because I would have spent the next year saying to him, or rather quoting him, as he said, when I turned 59, fuck you're old and I can't believe I'm going to be with a 60-year-old. Of course, the reality is that, especially now with this sciatica thingy going on, he would be saying that to me all over again, except he'd be saying, I can't believe I'm going to be with a 65-year-old. So, yeah. But I don't get the chance at payback, and that pisses me off. But <laughs> anyway, so that's where I'm at. It's, um, it is what it is. And it, it doesn't stop me from doing things. I've been doing things around the house. I just do things where I can take it easy and walk slowly. And, and actually standing still is fine. So I did some cleaning in the kitchen today because I didn't have to move. I was scrubbing the sink with, with lemons and baking soda as the scouring agent. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I wanted to um, talk about a couple of things from last episode. I made a um, passing, well, it's basically a smart aleck remark, although I didn't flag it as such. When I talked about um, the shower, recalking the shower and uh, that the apprentices hadn't done it right, I don't actually know that it was apprentices that did that. However, the, the things that were done wrong in the house shouldn't have been done, wouldn't have been done by an experienced builder. And that's why I suspect it was probably apprentices who weren't fully trained and they weren't properly supervised because they're not the kind of mistakes that a, a, an experienced person would have made. But be that as it may, most of the, the good thing is that most of the things I want to do are things that I had, I do have the skills and even experience to do. And that's a good thing. There are only a few things that I wouldn't even contemplate um, doing, and that's electrical and plumbing. And even though I've done both in the U.S., and the reason for that is that if you work on that here in, in here in New Zealand, if you if it's not a licensed electrician and a licensed plumber who does work on your property, it and something goes wrong, like say a fire or a flood or whatever. It's entirely possible that your home home insurance won't pay for the damages, whereas it would if it was a licensed professional. Moreover, you can also get in trouble with your local government, in my case, Hamilton City Council, for having unauth unauthorized works. Depends on what it is, obviously, because not everything needs to be permitted or whatever, but it's entirely possible. And it's one of the things that I'm always aware of. Now, Nigel used to do some electrical work for us because he... Um, was he did his apprenticeship in as an electronics uh, technician. And so he fully understood elec electricity and all that sort of stuff. That was a different situation. I'm not trained in any manner, shape, or form. 
And so I would never contemplate doing stuff like that. But anything that I can do that I have experience doing, I'm in there painting, you know, putting, organizing systems in wardrobes, caulking showers, all that, I can do that. <laughs> but the other thing I mentioned was um, about that song, Everything I Own by Brett. And I, I got a message from a listener, and I, I won't mention their name because I didn't ask if I could, but they pointed out that they weren't aware that that was the original version, had never heard it, because the first one that they were aware of was by NSYNC, and that was on their, their debut album. Now, I was unfamiliar with the NSYNC version because it wasn't a single, it was just an album track, and I never had the album. That album came out in 1997 when I was 38, so I was a bit out of the uh, demographic for for the group, to be fair. But I also wasn't aware that Boy George had recorded a version of it as well. And a bit uh, earlier, I think it was in the eight, late 80s, if I recall. And uh, But I just thought it was interesting how it, it's, again, evidence of how, well, we don't know what we don't know. And many times over the years, and even still now sometimes, I'll hear a song and think it's an interesting song and have absolutely no idea that it's a cover of somebody else's song. That's happened to me multiple times. And it well, happens to everybody. It's not just me. It's whatever. But it was interesting about that song in particular. I, well, I find human beings fascinating anyway. But th this is the sort of thing about pop culture, about how we can be totally oblivious to the history of pop culture, whereas we might be more, we might potentially, I should say, be more aware of other history, you know, governmental and political and religious and whatnot. But pop culture, eh, maybe not so much. Anyway, just an interesting observation, I thought. And that is it for today. Come back next week to see if I uh, got my patio cover situation sorted. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Kaketeno. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Airman's Podcast at airmanspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarin's at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website.